You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. So I turn on the TV, yeah? Man's chilling. Man's sprawling. Tell me why my guy is saying shit like... Hello and welcome to Line Noise. It's been a while, I know, but uh, we were doing things uh, and now we are back anyway and hope to have lots of more interviews for you. In fact, I've already got another one in the can, uh, but I've got to do a bit of editing, so that'll take a while. Anyway, today I'm very pleased to announce that we have an interview with Junior Simba and Kilimanjaro, who are a... um, Two British DJs uh, who make kind of Afro-ish house. I mean, it's kind of a bit hard to say. A little bit of a piano, lots of lots of influences in 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 there. Go and listen to them yourself. Um, and uh, we got them to do an interview uh, because they've done a song together called uh, Channel Z. I called it Channel Z. They called it Channel Z. They said they said that's okay. Um, and yeah, it, it's a wonderful song. It's coming out on Diplo's label, um, and I think you will really enjoy it. Um, they're really uh, fascinating, nice people, and um, I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Kilimanjaro, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Can you hear? Can you hear us? We now? can. We, we can. can. We, we, there we are. We see you. Not only can we hear you, we see you. You look okay, fresh, fantastic. my man. <laughs> fantastic. Thank you very hey, much. Hey, and Junior Simba as well. Can we? Can I wonder if is it too much to ask to have you both on screen at the same time? Podemos verles a los dos a la vez? No, no. Because one's in vertical and the other one's in horizontal. That might look awesome. Oh, it, well, we'll see. We'll see. But we'll go and talk it. Um, Kilimanjaro, Brian, I wanted, to, I wanted to start with you, if, if it's all right. Um, you, yeah. you, you grew up in Scotland, right? Where was that? I know. Hello? Um, we're getting like a combination of like Spanish and English. So you can't hear like the questions coming through properly. Okay. Ah, because you're hearing the technicians. Están oyendo yeah. a los técnicos por el micrófono abierto de la, la, la cabina de los técnicos. Creo. Ah, David, ¿tú there me we go. <laughs> so, now we're good, now we're good. I love now it because our tech, he's not stressing. He's like, just relax, it will be sorted out. No se preocupéis. <laughs> don't, yeah. go, don't go into Spanish now. now we'll just gonna... Okay, so my question was... Um, Kilimanjaro, you grew up in Scotland, right? Where where in Scotland? Yeah, so I was born in London um, and then moved up to Scotland um, uh, up onto the East Coast, Dundee. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I was there for like a large part of my life, did all my school and university there and then was in Edinburgh for a little while and then really cut my teeth uh, musically when I was in Glasgow. I spent like five years or so in Glasgow before Moving back to London, so yeah. Because that, that interests me. Like, I, um, I grew up in Scotland as well, but you certainly can't tell from my voice. Um, <laughs> and I go there quite a lot. But And I don't know, Like, is there a lot of um, sort of the music that you're DJing, is there a lot of that in Glasgow? Um, I think like a lot of um, my influences have come from the Scottish scene. Like there's a lot of um, really amazing DJs and producers that, um, are based there and I've come out of there um 
and I think like kind of going out there and 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 um going out to clubs like Sub Club, places like the Berkeley Suite, um even like places in Edinburgh like Cabaret Voltaire, Sneaky Peaks, mm. um and then some other places around the country like uh, obviously La Cheetah, which is where I have uh, my residency up there. It's like there's a lot of really amazing music kind of coming out there, um, which might not be exactly what I play, but has definitely influenced what I play. So, yeah, for sure. And did, did did living in Scotland enhance your desire to connect with your African roots through music? I think like just being um, from Zambia, um, that was kind of just like the main catalyst. There's a lot of really amazing music um, coming out of Southern Africa at the moment. Um, as obviously I'm sure Simba will also agree coming out of Zimbabwe and obviously South Africa. Um, so yeah, that was kind of, it was like a no brainer. As soon as I, as soon as I got into kind of doing electronic music um, beyond just being a passion, then it was, I was always going to try and reconnect with those, those roots. So yeah. Yeah, Simba, do you do you feel the same? Was like spe- growing up in Leeds, did that sort of did 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 you ever have a, a I wouldn't say homesickness, but that kind of desire, yeah, to sort of celebrate Af- your African heritage by being so far away from it from from Africa. Yeah, um, so I did. I did most of my musical growing up in Leeds, but then my actual raising, like early years, I was born in Zimbabwe, so going to like the early primary year schools until I was like a, an early teen. It was just Southern, Southern house. So South African house was just what we grew up with and it's what we knew and it's what you'd get on the radio loads of the time and in on the bus to school is what you'd be getting played. Um, so when I then start going to university in Leeds and then starting to discover dance music through the way that it's like sort of played out here, uh, and then when I try to then make music and go into my own musical journey, then the two is just sort of naturally just come together without even me trying to. It's just you sit there on a laptop, try and make a track, and then suddenly you've got influences just coming through out of nowhere. But yeah, I think it's just there, like, um, what's the word? Subconsciously. I wanted to ask, this might sound like a stupid question, but I've been trying to sort of define a bit the music that you do. What do you call it? Either of us or yeah, myself. Both, yeah, question yeah. for the both of you. <laughs> um, I like to describe my sound as more like of a contrast between high-energy Afro-dance-infused uh, tracks with really dark emotive um, sort of the underground dance side of it, so more kind of dark breaks mixed with Afro-percussion and loads of emotion is how I like to say it. It's always emotion driven. It's more like how it makes you feel rather than it sounds for me. It's not about the sounds, it's about the feeling. Kilimanjaro, how do you how do you describe what you do? I love that, Jim. I love that. <laughs> um, I think like, I guess the stuff I make is, is, um, is high energy, very percussive driven um, with like I try to do a lot of the vocals on on the stuff that I do, um, and the vocals are um, Afro influenced. Um, but again, kind of kind of linking back to what Junior's saying, it, it comes a lot from the emotion and how I'm feeling at the time, and and just like the the energy I'm wanting to put across. 
in that track and 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 in the vocals that come across in there but because i've been playing drums since i was like 12 years old like a lot of the a lot of the tracks start with the drums start with the percussion and then we build from there so yeah how do, do you ever record live drumming and sample yourself or do you, do you ever sort of do that or is your approach more using a laptop and and electronics yeah it just really depends it just depends on the project it depends on on who i'm working with but yeah definitely definitely record myself doing stuff and um, whether it be like percussive or vocal so yeah so i, I want to ask about channel z um it came about when you were hung over, right? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's uh, sources? Secret, secret sources. <laughs> I mean, you know, is it true? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone's. I mean, we'd had, we'd had a, we'd had a, we'd had a big night. It was, it was actually the day after we first actually met properly. So the kind of the night before, we'd like gone for some food and then had some drinks. And then um, a couple of our friends were actually playing in town. I'd gone up to Leeds because um, we, were, we were both playing the next day. So I'd gone up and then a couple of our friends were playing in town that night. And then we ended up, you know, one drink led to a few more. And then, yeah, so then the, like the next day we were, we were a bit hungover. We went for food, which ended up being a disaster. <laughs> um, and ended up like eating into our studio time. So we arrived at the studio with about two hours left. We had a four yeah. hour session planned. And the whole time we're trying to get ourselves back into the mindset to perform that night because we're both doing the festival like, the same yeah. night. So when we get into the studio, the studio is a mess and we're just. So there's a, a bit of frustration in there and we're like, okay, let's just make whatever we can in two hours. Yeah. And this is the first time we've ever sat in front of a studio like a and try to make music for the first time as well. Yeah, together. Yeah, as the first, as a, yeah, first, first time meeting, and then yeah, first time working a session together, and then yeah, as Junior's saying, it's like the combination of like the frustration of like not being able to kind of get in how we wanted, and then obviously feeling a bit worse for wear, but then trying to get our energy back up. Yeah. Um. So yeah, all kind of comes across in the in the track, um, like. I always like to just point out, point direct people to the breakdown when we do like this crescendo, what's it called, the crescendo, when it like, the scream comes out. Because at that point we're both like, ah, and it just comes out in the track as well. Yeah. You can hear it in the track and it's it's raw. That, they, we've never re-recorded anything. It's all, it's just one take, the whole yeah. thing. Do you think it helped maybe that, that kind of you got to this stage um, and you were a bit hungover and like maybe you, I don't know, the, the, the pressure was off or something like that. Yeah, I think like I'm, I'm a firm believer of, um, if, if I'm going into a session, I try, I said to Junior, if I'm going into a session, I try and leave the session with something that's like yeah. 70, 75% done. So it's like, however you feel and whatever energy you have at that time is really like a proper like, What's the word? Like it's yeah, it's it's a it's a photograph of that moment, mm. and, it, and it's not you know it's it's something that's specific and unique to that that exact time that can't be really replicated. Like if we'd gone and tried to do that like the next week after like I don't know like a full night's sleep, bodies full of food, full of water, it would have been like a, it's a, it's a completely different song at that point. It's a completely different session. It's it's completely different energy. So I think like. Having that, as you say, maybe the pressure was off, 
maybe the pressure was off, maybe the pressure was on. I don't know, but it just whatever it was, it just really came across. There was definitely a bit of pressure, but also a lot of excitement for the coming night. Because I remember we were like in the studio going, we're playing this tonight. We're playing this tonight. Yeah. yeah. And then we did play it that night as well. And yeah, it went off. Went off? Yeah. yeah it, did, it did. And that's when we were like, okay, let's send this to people. Because I want to ask about the vocal. Um, Kilimanjaro, that's your work, I, I believe. It's very much not your typical, I don't know, house vocal. Um, <laughs> what was going through your mind? What, and what's it about? So um, I think, like, <laughs> at that point, I was going through quite a lot of stuff, like, emotionally, internally. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Scandinavian band called Seeger Ross. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, so they used to, they used to. I was really into them when I was growing up, and I remember listening to the vocals, and and then I remember finding out that the singer actually just it wasn't like it wasn't a, any sort of Scandinavian language. It Hop, was just Hop, uh, gibberish, Hobbelandic. Hop, he yeah, calls it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like it was him expressing or them expressing how they felt, um, and then just putting that down um, as like another vocal part. Um, so that that's always that always resonated with me. So then, obviously, coming from like um, with my African background, African heritage, it was like, okay, what's my kind of spin on that? Um, and that's kind of been what I've been putting on track since I started making music properly um, back in back in twenty twenty two with with Hammer, the stuff I put out with him, and then from then it's just kind of evolved and developed. And I think like. As 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 you're saying, it's like the it's like a combination of what I was feeling just in in general at that time and the frustrations that I had and what I was trying to work through, but then also like specific to that day, specific to that session, you know what what we what what we'd been experiencing and and that kind of excitement, that frustration, whatever that was, kind of all came together. Um, but yeah, it's it's yeah, it's an extension, it's a vocal extension of how I'm feeling emotionally at the time and. How did you sign it to Diplo's label? Um, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> Magic happened. Uh, so I've been I've been doing stuff with Diplo since October last year. Um, the, the guys at the guys at Higher Ground are really good. It's got a really good team. Um, Sam and Elle and, and the rest of the guys there are, are really cool. Really on board with with what I've been doing. Um, and then I think once once me and Junior decided that it was something that we were wanting to put out and something to push, like there's a few there's a few different labels that you know that had been looking for stuff, um, and I think just High Ground seemed like the best fit. I think as soon as um, Junior and his team were happy, um, then yeah, it was just it was a no brainer for me to get get it signed off. So has he been supporting it? Has he been DJing it? Um, I don't know actually. I don't know. Um, I don't know because like, uh, I was meant to play with him at the end of August. I did. I did. Um, I did a little bit of an, a European tour in August. Um, and the final date that we were meant to do was in Paris, but he had some personal stuff going on, so I wasn't able to link him there. So, obviously, the track came out the next week. Um, but yeah, I've not really had a chance to touch base yet. But um, hopefully. Hopefully, he, hopefully he's enjoying it, and I'm looking forward to the guys sending us some videos over in the near future. Hopefully, <laughs> but when you when you guys produce, do you mainly produce music for your own DJ sets, or 
do you do you have that hope that it gets picked up by other DJs and you know that you have like bangers, shall we say, on other people's playlists? This one was definitely like for our sets because it works. Because I'd I'd made this track Kutamba and Josh, we, we realized that Kutamba works both in me and Josh's sets, and then this sort of followed that as well because the energy of how we play. It segues differently. We play it differently, yeah. But it works yeah. for both of us. So we seeing other people play it is like a bonus. But for us, it's just for me personally. I know it's different just for me to play first, and then everyone else if they love it, they love it. It's great. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think like I just well, yeah. For for me personally, I guess for Junior as well. I think the I just think the best way to write is to write for yourself because. As, as soon as you start going down the the path of like oh I need to like write this so other people like it and then it just it just I think it just starts to ruin the whole process I guess um I think like if you first and foremost write what you want to write for yourself then people understand that and if they want to get on board then they get on board and if not it's fine because it's you've written it for yourself do you know what I mean and if you like it and you love it then you know is what it is. Yeah. You, you mentioned a European tour. Um, where does where do the sort of audiences react the best to your music? Um, that's like, I mean, like I I was I I thought I was really blessed with the tour. Like it wasn't massive. I think we did like maybe eight or nine dates across Europe. Um, Razzmatazz in Barcelona was yeah. like yeah yeah diff like that was like different level yeah. like. Yeah, they they just got it. I don't know what it was. Don't know what it was, but they just they just they really got it. Um, I played Razzmatazz last year for Boiler Room, so I was already looking forward to it. I already knew that the venue was good, but um, when we arrived, I played with um, one of my friends from London, Emerald, um, and yeah, we arrived at the venue. It was like queued around the block, so obviously, like our energy was already up. So when we get in, like, yeah, people just got it. Um, so Razzmatazz was really good. Ibiza is always good crack because it's like a combination of people, like, globally. Um, I played uh, Circle Local Main Room, um, which, was, oh, which was really good fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, Berlin was good. Berlin was really good. I was going to say Berlin was my one where I was pleasantly surprised by the reaction. Playing in Berlin and then you see people trying to catch... Especially with Channel Z trying to start singing it with you. Yeah. Wow. Because the catch the no, 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 no. And it's like, by the time you get to the second drop, everyone's with you. And I was like, oh, this is fun. This is great. <laughs> was Berlin kind of like the holy grail for, for, for you guys as performers? Yeah. For, for me, I've always wanted to, to just like have that thing where I've played then. It's, it's great. Like you see why people rave about it. Yeah. Cause, well, Kilimanjaro, I see that you're due to play high in Ibiza this uh, next ne in two weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and you've, and you've mentioned you've played the island before. Does do, do, does it do do the do the Ibiza crowd get? Because uh, I mean, all the best techno comes from Africa, really. Uh, the origins, isn't it, of techno, all the the, the rhythm, but. Do, and obviously black coffee i'm sorry i'm i'm, I'm taking a long time to get you're this. freeforming it's good i'm freeforming uh <laughs> but black coffee's got one of the most popular parties at high in ibiza you know and all the jet set go there it's very expensive and overpriced apparently i've never been uh but do does the ibiza crowd get african 
in, like I'm a piano, uh, come all the sort of Afro beats that are defining contemporary house. Do they get it as much as places like in Rasmus, as you were saying, or Berlin? I think like, I think the question that you asked, that you guys asked before about was Berlin the Holy Grail? I think for me personally, I think I was more excited um, to play Ibiza. I think like, I think there's something magical about the island. Um, there's something magical about the history there. Obviously, you know, it's slightly changing with um, how money's being spent and things like that. But definitely with Black Coffee having his residency at high, it's, it's, uh, and obviously the, the success that he's had with the Grammy win and all that stuff, it's like, it's, it's definitely bringing an Afro house and African rhythms and um, African techno protect that kind of stuff to the forefront and people are definitely more open to it so then i think because ibiza is such a global destination mm. people then come there hear that and then it does get spread more far and wide i think um and and then i think it's just like yeah there's definitely there's definitely something special about being able to play our music in somewhere so steeped in history i guess Yeah. Junior, I wanted to ask um, uh, about Precision. That was like a massive tune for you last year. Did it feel like a big breakthrough? Um, yeah, Precision um, Precision was great. Um, I was just going to quickly, when Josh was saying about the Afro thing with Black Coffee, um, what I like about the whole movement is now, well, it's not a movement, but what people are experiencing is that now the more expansion of people realising that it's not just... There used to be a period where it was just Afro House, but now people are realizing there's more pockets and yeah. it's a wide spectrum. It's a whole different thing by itself. But yeah, and I love that about um, what Puffy is doing and making people more aware. Um, but with, yeah, with precision, back to your question. Uh, <laughs> with precision, yeah, no, it was the first time I've had people like, come up and say, play this track. And I'm like, okay, uh, like getting, like Pete Tong's Essential New Tune, kicking off the year, being the first one. I think it was the first, because we released it early first, first thing in the year, because we were excited about it, wanted it to kick off the year like that. Um, yeah, it was a big step, and I think, till this day, people just go, precision. And I'm like, okay, I've made all the tracks, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Kilimanjaro, uh, you have a song called Upper Tooting. Please explain yourself. Yeah, so shout out, um, my boy Rami Ali. Um, we, when I first moved to London, um, I was working a couple of um, freelance roles, and he was working. Um, he was working like a more of like a structured like Monday Friday job, but our thing every Friday would be like he'd finish work and then he'd come pick me up, and then we'd just kind of like drive about London and just it was like that first summer. Like energy was high, like people were excited to kind of get back into doing stuff and like that's how we'd hang out and it was just like a stupid like little joke that we had, just upper tooting, it's just like a funny word to say. So then um, at the top end of the year, at the, at the top end of the year when we made when we made the track and we were just like thinking of the name, we were just like, upper tooting, let's, let's go with it. Um, and yeah, that's just, it's just a funny story, but I think like our friendship, Because um, when when I when I first moved down, um, Rami wasn't making music, um, but like obviously now he's like 
he's coming into coming into his own now, and uh, it just felt like it felt good to pay homage to that time when we were both just kind of living our best life, I guess. Um, yeah. I was trying to remember what there is in Upper Tooting. Is there an ice rink? I genuinely have no idea. <laughs> I have, I have, I have absolutely no idea. Like people will come up to me and be like, "Oh yeah, tooting, Upper Tooting." I'm like, "I live, I live in East." <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know anything about Upper Tooting, but yeah. Well, look, it's been really great to have you on um, today. Um, you can hopefully come back to Barcelona soon um, and bring Junior yeah, with you. Sure. He hasn't played Spain. He hasn't played Spain. <laughs> so uh, I've done Ibiza, but I've not done. Ah, right. I've not done the mainland. Ah. I've not done the mainland. I need to. I need to go to the mainland. Yeah, man. Exactly. It's because Ibiza isn't really Spain in the. De- it's like in, it's in, as you said. It's an in, such an international spot. Like it's not. Re- you're not only playing to Spanish audiences when you play Ibiza, you yeah. know, you're yeah. playing to the world. So, yeah, you gotta, you got to do, like, the, the mainland circuits. Obviously, Razzmatazz, Nizza. I think we're basically yeah. saying come N- to... Yeah, Nizza. Nizza as well. Yeah. We're basically saying come to Barcelona so we can go, because, you know, <laughs> my wife's not letting me go to Ibiza. Exactly, exactly. No Ibiza weekends for me, I tell you. But look, thank you so much. Um, apologies for the technical toing and froing, but uh, we we did no. get there in the end. Yeah, um, thanks for making it work. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's an absolute pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, it's, it's great to have someone from Dundee on on the show. There's not enough um, <laughs> not enough music from Dundee. I love Dundee. You know what, Dundee man, there's a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of good talent. People people in. There. Um, there's a lot of people come in. A young guy called Van Dam. Keep an eye out for him. He's sick. He had to just message me asking for a radio version of uh, of Channel Z. Junior. A radio so, edit? Yeah. Why would he want a radio edit and not the full to extended the version? Oh, to play on the radio. All right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I answered my own question. Oh, sorry, sorry, Ben. Right, one, 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 I have a last question. Okay. Uh, do, do you ever uh, drop any hits like a like a cheesy hit or something in your set you know just to sort of surprise a crowd and catch them off guard both of you a question oh, for yeah. both of you and which one yeah. which is like a go to sort of like this is an unexpected sort of hit that you put in there both of you yeah? a question for the both of you oh that's an on the spot answer as well um, uh, Junior you go first <laughs> well to me uh there's, there's, it's twofold. I'll answer the question twice because there's some hits that I'm currently discovering English music, like, because yeah. I didn't grow up here. So, like, I'll find a song, fall in love with it, and start playing it, not realize that everyone else thinks it's a cheesy song. Um, and that happened a while when I started. Uh, <laughs> but I don't play, I've never played it, but I, I absolutely love um, some other tunes. But uh, at the moment, it's a Beyonce's, anything from Beyonce's Renaissance album, like, I drop, even though it's not quite cheese, but it's. Oh, do you know what? Do you know what? I was gonna say that. Um, what's it called? I play all the the um, bad to the left. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. The baseline and that is so hard. Yeah, yeah. That's my that. I I, I don't I don't even know if we can call it cheesy, but like that's guil- a guilty pleasure, maybe. <laughs> a guilty pleasure, maybe. Because it's like a treat, like it's all to me. It's also like a tribute to like the work, you know, by Hadija and Luke Solomon as well. So you're like, okay, this is not quite. So it's not cheesy, but it's, it's yeah, exactly, exactly. It's I, a pleaser. 
I am obviously not a celebrated DJ and producer, but if I was a celebrated DJ, the cheesy tune I would play is uh, Cheryl Crow, Every Day is a Winding Road. I reckon that would go right <laughs> off in the right circumstances. So uh, well, That isn't even four by four, well, is so it? What? So what? You oh, build up the crowd. All right, you, know, yeah. you build up the crowd and, and you get it. That's what being a DJ is about. Being yeah. able to play Cheryl Crow, Every Day is a Winding Road. Yeah, yeah, it would work. It would work. Yeah, well, I mean, it probably wouldn't, to be honest, and that's no, why I'm... No, but it's I'm, got a bit... Doom, doom, you know, doom, doom, it's a good tune. It's a good yeah, tune. Yeah, it's danceable, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ben, I'll make a personal note. When I'm in Barcelona... Oh, God. Oh! <laughs> oh! Be t- it'll be I tough. I will be crying on the dance floor if you do that. I will, I will. That will be amazing. And, and then he'll be trying to explain to everyone around him. It's like, yeah, because in an interview, I told him that, you know... <laughs> And everyone like, what are you telling me, man? <laughs> It'll be like that meme where the guy yelling into the girl's ear. And she's like, <laughs> that's me. That, that normally is me anyway, to be honest. Like, oh, my God. Oh, that's the best. Right. I don't think we can end on a higher note than that. Yeah. I mean, well, for, me, for me personally. I mean, obviously, it's a bit, that's a bit no, selfish. No, I'm but, listening you know. to Cheryl Crow in my head yeah. instead of the, their tracks. Okay. Go listen to Channel Z. It's Channel, Z. Channel Z. Channel Z. So I say Z because, yeah, well, I don't know. I'm British. No, it's fine. It's either yeah, way you want it. part of the fun. Perfect. Yeah. Well, look, thank you so much. Come to Barcelona, play Cheryl Crow, and uh, <laughs> it will be amazing. And everyone else, go and listen to Channel Z Stroke Z. Thank you so much for, for coming uh, on to the show. Kilimanjaro, Junior Simba, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having us, guys. Have a have a lovely rest of the day. Hopefully, the weather's better in Barcelona than it is here. It is. It is. It always is. It's always better here. (laughs) Stay humble, guys. (laughs) We'll try. We'll try. I can't lie. I mean, move to Barcelona. Stop living in overpriced UK and come and. um, Bro, do you know what? It's definitely it's definitely up there on the list for sure. For yes. sure, for sure. So maybe in the sometime in the near future. We're, That's an exclusive. We'll, we'll help you out. We'll, you we'll, we know we'll recommend where to go and eat, and and yes. and all that, all the great Catalan food and all the international food we have here. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra.